You are listening to Joyful Noise, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Abraham answered, let me take it upon myself. He said, um, he said, what if, actually go back one more, one more slide. You, you doubled up there. Uh, let me take it upon myself to speak to the Lord. I who am but dust and ashes. Suppose five of those 50, five of the 50 righteous are lacking. Will you destroy the whole city for the lack of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 there. Again, he spoke to him. Suppose 40 are found there. And God answered, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, oh, do not let the Lord be angry if I speak. Suppose 30 are found there. And God answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. He said, let me take it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose 20 are found there. He answered, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, oh, do not let the Lord be angry if I speak just once more. Suppose 10 are found there. He answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Man, Abraham had guts. (laughs) Abraham had guts. Do you hear that? I mean... I mean, you, you, you practice law and you see what he's doing here, right? Abraham had guts. He's just going at it over and over. You ever meet anyone like that? That's just, they, they just, they have guts. They won't let it go, right? I, I hope you meet some people like that, you know, um, because this is the joyful noise of persistence. That's what we're looking at. Um, but man, to just, he's, he's giving it straight to God. He's like, surely that's not beyond you. I mean, you're the just judge, right? You, you got it. What about 10? He's really, see what happened here is Abraham's not letting it go because he sees something. He sees something taking place that doesn't sit right with him. It's getting under his skin. This is a justice piece for Abraham. Abraham's like, I just can't let this go. What about 20? What about, what about 10? It sounds like a weird auction going on. Do I have 40, 40, 40, 30, 30, 20, 20, 10? You know what I mean? It sounds like an auction that's going on here. Some say that Abraham's getting a little bit fanatical, right? He's a little bit, he's kind of getting a little bit out there. Like really, he's just pushing it. And most advocates you'll find, like, um, I don't know if any of you advocate for anything, if you've ever been called an advocate before, but most advocates are actually seen as fanatics. They're seen as extremists, right? Especially by those who are on the other side of what's going on, or sometimes they're just blind to what's going on. And um, I love in his letter from the Birmingham jail at the height of the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King uh, Jr. said this. He said, the question is not whether we will be extremists, but what kind of extremists will we be? Will we be extremists for hate or for love? And I love that quote. It's not a question of, are we going to be extremists? It's just, what side am I on? What side are you on? For love or for hate? For what do you advocate? In today's scripture, Abraham, his heart is breaking for Sodom and Gomorrah. His heart is breaking. And God is going to destroy everything, everyone who lives there. And Abraham, you know, he's a little bit compassionate. He's, he's getting a little bit extremist here. He's almost like a lawyer putting God on trial. He's, he's like, what about if there's 40 people? What about 20? He won't let it go. 
I remember when I was a kid, um, that's me down there in the corner, the one that looks uh, completely innocent. That's me. Actually, I look kind of like my son. <laughs> no, I don't look at that picture. Um, but those are my other brothers. That's Aaron over there in that corner and Josh, the oldest. He's up there behind us. Um, but I remember when I was a kid, you know, sometimes we'd be out and about, especially if we were hanging out with my Aunt Kay. Like Aunt Kathleen, she was my, my mom's sister. Uh, she was kind of like a second mom to us. And we'd be, we'd be going out and about. Um, and I remember it was always like, now, as long as you're good, you know, afterwards we'll do so-and-so. And so maybe maybe it was would be that we would go and get some ice cream or something. Maybe, maybe there was a different so and so, right? Maybe it was we would go to the movies. Uh, maybe we would go to Blockbuster and rent a movie that we picked, right? You remember Blockbuster, the power of of please be kind, please rewind, right? Blockbuster Video. Oh, those were the good old days. But anyway, so the so and so might be different. Uh, there's a lot of so-and-sos in the world, but there's one thing that remained constant. As long as you were all good, we get to do it, right? And so us boys, I remember we would, we would sometimes start in on each other. We'd be like, don't do that. Stop it. You're going to get us in trouble. I want ice cream. You know what I mean? And we'd, we'd, we'd be getting on each other whenever one of us would jeopardize all of us getting that, that prize, right? For being good. We wouldn't let it go uh, because the thing is, is sometimes we would not get whatever that was, whatever that so-and-so was. It turns out one of us, even though we look so innocent, one of us wouldn't behave. So we would not get what we were hoping we would get. We got something we deserved. (laughs) You know, we didn't get, but not really. This is the justice issue because all of us weren't bad. And we would go to law school. Well, maybe not. We would just go straight to the bench and we would say, hey, good why don't i get ice cream not realizing in doing that we're not being good anymore but anyway i was good why don't i get to see the movie and then like uh, the older brother would chime in and i was good just because bay was bad doesn't mean that we shouldn't get to do this too right i'm sure you had a lot of little brother bays running around ruining things for you right just because bay was bad and there were times where I would say the same thing. Just because I was bad doesn't mean that I can't. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, that's how it was. I would go and I, I would plead the case. We would plead our case. We would say this isn't right. That all of us don't get ice cream just because of one of us. And in today's scripture, that's exactly what we see Abraham doing. It's exactly what we see Abraham doing. Abraham's heart is breaking for Sodom and Gomorrah. How deep his heart breaks is unknown. One day maybe we'll have a conversation to find out. Does his heart break for the sinful and the saintly? Does he, does he see the people of Sodom and Gomorrah caught up in a systemic sinfulness? Like they inherited this behavior from ancestors who strayed and they have, they have nothing they can do about it. You know, they're kind of caught in a cycle. It's just their everyday life. They don't even know what's going on. I don't know about that. But what we do see, his heart breaks to the point where he stands up for the righteous. And that in standing up for the righteous, he's also kind of standing up for all of them. Well, you say the city if there's only 10, right? I don't know how deep his heart breaks, but he at least comes before God and he says, wait a minute. I thought you were a just God. He's putting God on trial. Have you ever put God on trial? You experienced something in your life that you just thought wasn't fair, something that just hit you and you're like, why do I deserve this? 
And you get some people who are spreading some really bad theology and they're like, oh, it's because of this and because of that and because of that. So you're suffering because of that. And and you start feeling like, well, that's not fair. I I don't even know if I want to worship a God like that. That's not fair. God's not that kind of judge. God is a good judge. God is merciful. God is compassionate. Let's look a little deeper at this at this story because Abraham starts in like a defense attorney seeking justice from the judge. What if there's 50, he says, 50 good, righteous people? Will you destroy it? And notice here, God has already made up his mind on the consequence. If one of you is out of line, there's no ice cream, there's no movie, right? God's already set the, set the, the consequence. But what if there's 50 good God has moved. God says, okay, for 50, yeah, I won't destroy it. This place was evil. (laughs) There's no other way to put it, really, when you look at it. Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, it needed to be destroyed. God saw that it needed to be destroyed before it would spread and start making other places evil. But Abraham says, what if 50? And God says, okay, for 50, I'll spare it. And Abraham's heart for justice is still breaking. What about 45? God again says, okay. And this keeps repeating. I'm not going to read it again because we just did it in, in looking at the scripture itself. But I want you to note that Abraham doesn't stop. And it sounds like a little kid going, can I have a lollipop? Can I have a lollipop? This is not the joyful noise of persistence, by the way, okay? Can I have a lollipop? No, you can't have a lollipop. Can, can I please have a lollipop? No. Can I have a lollipop now? No. You got to wait for later. Is it later? Can I have a lollipop? No, you can't have a lollipop. Hey, that little sugary thing on a stick with a wrapper on it, are you going to eat that? No, can I have that? No, you can't have that. And, and this is not the joyful noise of persistence. We're not talking about looking at a lollipop. We're talking about a matter of justice. Abraham keeps at it all the way down to 10. Abraham is sending out a joyful noise of persistence. Let's look what uh, Jesus teaches us this in Luke chapter 11. He says, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and you say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And the guy answers from within. His friend says, don't bother me. The doors are already locked. My children are with me. We're in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, At least because of his persistence, he's going to get up and give him whatever he needs. (laughs) So I say to you, ask and it will be given. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who searches finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So Jesus taught about persistence. And that's more of a lollipop persistence. But he goes on to say, they're even going to give it to you for the wrong reason sometime if you're persistent. They're going to, you, you, it's a squeaky wheel. You hear the squeaky wheel before the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? If you keep at it, you're going to get somewhere with that. I pray that what you're keeping at isn't for a lollipop, but for justice. I pray that it's not for a loaf of bread, but for someone's life, livelihood, able to flourish. That's what I pray that you're getting noisy about, joyfully noisy about, because that is the joyful noise of persistence. Like Abraham, keep at it. If your heart is breaking, make sure people hear it break. If your heart is breaking, make sure people hear it break. Don't let it just break through prayer, but let your neighbors hear it break. 
with your words, your conversations, your deeds, the things that you do, your actions. For instance, if you have a heart for the homeless, if it breaks your heart, let people hear it break. Let people see that it is broken. Get noisy. Get persistent with making a difference. Persistence can make a difference. In today's scripture, we we know this story. Even those who have never read have heard of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, we see Abraham going to court here with God. But when we read the next chapter, we know what happens. You know what happens to Sodom and Gomorrah, right? It, It gets destroyed. Abraham's persistence, even though it got destroyed, it didn't go unnoticed. Sometimes you may not get the outcome that you expect when you're advocating for someone else or when you're stepping out and stepping up for someone, but it doesn't go unnoticed, and it didn't for Abraham. Through the exchange of justice, the closing words of defense attorney Abraham says, if 10, surely he won't destroy then, right? Abraham put God's character on trial But God is a God of justice, God of mercy, God of compassion. And Sodom and Gomorrah are destroyed, but we discover there were not 10 good, righteous people in the whole place. There were not 10. God sent a couple of angels, two angels to destroy the entire place. But before they destroyed it, they come in on an extraction mission like SEAL Team 6 and they're like secretly going in there because there weren't 10 but guess what there were four there were four people that they had to get out before the city could be destroyed Lot Lot's wife and his two daughters they tried to bring the two two daughters guys with them too but they were like oh no we're good you know Lot, Lot's wife, and two daughters. That's everyone in this entire city that was spared. The joyful noise of persistence can make a difference. Even if it's only saving four lives. Now, as you go back to that last slide, the one with uh, the four people. You see that fourth person up there? They're all coming this way. That one back there got turned into a pillar of salt. <laughs> That's Lot's wife. She didn't get her lollipop. Um, she was told not to look back, and she did. And so even out of the four that were spared, only three made it out. She didn't get her lollipop. The other people lived. The other people live to tell of God who allowed them to live. Because Abraham was an advocate. Abraham stood up for them. And said, wait a minute. Something's not right. Something's not right with just destroying them all. You got to get... You got to let the righteous ones live. You got to let the good people live. Like there's something about this justice issue. It breaks our heart to this day. People get angry at God every day because of this same justice issue. It's like you got to let the righteous make it. Do not stop 
in your joyful noise of persistence. Continue to to work for justice. I'm closing up right here. Remember when I talked about prayer a couple weeks ago, I shared a quote, how you do your anything is how you do your everything. If you pray without ceasing, give thanks without ceasing, chances are you're going to seek justice without ceasing. Don't give up. I don't think Abraham passed the bar. I don't I don't think he went to law school. Do you remember seeing him in any of your classes? No, no. But he was persistent in working for justice. Don't give up. Martin Luther King did not back down. Even as the fire hoses that could rip tree bark off of trees was turned on people, people standing against hate, racism, oppression, even as the dogs were biting peaceful protesters seeking for our government to overcome systemic bigotry and mistreatment of people because of a color of skin, he didn't give up. You're going to see a lot of injustice in our world. If it breaks your heart, let people hear it break. It's the only way it can be mended. Let people hear it break. Don't give up. And, and if your heart hasn't already broken for something, it will. Eventually you'll see suffering, hungry, hungry people, human trafficking, whatever it is that breaks your heart. Let people hear it break over and over again. 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. Let it keep going. Don't give up. Because persistence can make a difference. And I believe God wants us to make a difference in this world, not just pass through So make a noise, make a joyful noise and let others hear how much joy we find in Jesus Christ, our Lord, who came, who lived and who died so that we may live abundantly. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we we thank you for persistence. We thank you for those who have advocated on behalf of others. Those who didn't have a voice to speak. Those who didn't have ground to stand upon or. Those who were just so far embedded in a system that there was no way out. Thank you for those advocates who worked, whose hearts were breaking and they allowed others to hear it so that reparation could take place. Restoration could take place. Allow us as your church to allow our hearts to break and to let others hear it. And let us proclaim a faith and a joy in our God who says it doesn't always have to be like that. a God of justice, a God of compassion, and a God of love. Let us be that kind of church. Let us be that kind of people. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.